Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, B2B marketer, sports card collector, and investor. Massive professional wrestling fan. Going to talk a little graphs. It's significant as I record this. First, I want to jump and just say thanks, everyone, for all the well wishes around episode 100. I do appreciate that. As always, you know that. I just find it so much fun. And I think I'm so excited on a regular basis to connect with new and existing participants in the Stacking Slabs family. It is awesome. I've got my group of people that uh, I'm communicating with regularly, and I love it when I get new messages from people saying, hey, you know, my brother listens to the show and I'm back into sports cards and He told me to listen to Stacking Slabs. I love what you're doing. Or, hey, I've been listening for a while and I haven't reached out and I'm reaching out just to say thanks. Um, These these are the types of things that I I appreciate. These are the types of things, uh, reasons why I do what I do. Uh, Again, this isn't a self-serving prophecy by doing Stacking Slabs. This is a show to share stories about what I'm doing, share, use my platform to share stories from other people to help benefit the greater good. I never think about the sports card hobby from just my own personal needs, wants, and desires. Obviously, I've got needs. I've got interests. I like cards. I want cards. I want my cards that I buy to be valuable. I want their price to go up, and I want to feel good while that happens. I think everybody listening on the other line can relate with that at some level. But I think if you zoom out and think about the big picture and you think about giving back and you think about using your skill set to better the hobby, it is going to be something that we're going to be pretty proud of 10, 20 years from now that we've been participating, enjoying. And so I just want to say I appreciate all of you taking time out of your week to listen to me talk about sports cards and talk about other topics that I do. Um, Let's get on with the show. So I am just coming off the heels of a little uh, wedding. It's wedding season already here. I had my little sister's wedding Last night, as I record this, it was phenomenal. It was beautiful. Uh, it couldn't have been a, a more perfect day in Indianapolis. I think we had 82 degrees. It was gorgeous. The um, the venue was beautiful. Everything was great. It was, it was so awesome to see my sister get married. So happy. She looked so beautiful. And um, it, it was just amazing. It just being back around people in this COVID era, it was uh, you know, you're having talking to people face to face and you're you're having conversations and everyone was safe and everyone did everything they could. And the benefit of having uh, pushing back the wedding, which is what they did, is, you know, most of the people there were vaccinated. So 
Um, that was a blast. And um, I, so I, I'm uh, coming off the heels of that. So the, the vibes right now are super positive and just really enjoy celebrating and just the positivity that went along with that. Um, I uh, woke up this morning and just just feeling refreshed and feeling rejuvenated. And I hope you, as a listener in your situation, you're feeling refreshed and rejuvenated. And I know this last year has been a pain in the ass for most of us having to adjust, adapt, change our schedules, change our routines, be isolated. But I am feeling that vibe and I'm feeling the energy around just like, moving in the right direction with this pandemic and hopefully things start to trend in a good direction and hopefully we can get back to our normal lives somewhat soon because we've all got things to do. I've got Colts football to go see in the fall. I want to be in Lucas Oil. I I, I don't want the, the reason last year I opted out of going to the games is because I didn't want to be in a you know eighty thousand person stadium with you know, a percent of those people there. I'd rather just sit at home and watch the game on my couch. You know, I think that's a part of the reason why uh, going to sports and feeling the energy and feeding off the crowd. And I talked about this a little bit in the weekly rip and which if you're not already go sign up for the weekly rip newsletter. We're on um, edition six. We got seven coming out on Friday, um, having fun with that newsletter. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. You can find the link in in the show notes. Uh, definitely go check the newsletter out. Been getting a lot of feedback on that. Um, but I, I'm 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 hoping that things begin to open up, and I hope that we can do everything safely because I want to be in a football stadium and I want to be around my people cheering for my team. Speaking about speaking of live events and people being there. As I sit here and record this episode of Stacking Slabs, I do so on the first day of the first night of WrestleMania season, baby. I am so fired up about WrestleMania season. I'm so fired up about WrestleMania. What am I talking about season? We're here. It is a event that is near and dear to my heart. Going to talk a little bit about that. In doing so, I want to share just like there has been just so much phenomenal growth just on the wrestling card side. I think you, uh, you've, if you've been a listener of the Stacking Slabs podcast, you've heard me bring on different wrestling card personalities, which that is probably something I'm going to continue to do. I'm going to continue to do that because I like wrestling cards and because I love to learn from other people. So hopefully you're enjoying that too. I've had David Peck, who I think is the, you know, greatest wrestling card collect- collector there is. His Instagram account, 1982 Wrestling uh, All-Stars, phenomenal. It's re- he just blows me away by what he has on a regular basis. I had Zan Morning on. But what we're seeing right now, and I, I talked about this in the newsletter this past week, we're seeing um, definitely opportunities and things opening up and really, it's on the heels in the last six months or so uh, around The Rock. And I think it makes a lot of sense because I think The Rock is um, obviously a transcendent superstar. He is someone who is very likable. Hollywood likes him. He has his roots in the WWE. 
Um, and I think that's good for wrestling cards. You need guys or gals in whatever sport you're following that has cards to raise up the rest of the market by having a personality type that interests a wide variety of people. And so The Rock is doing that in wrestling cards, much like athletes in football, for instance, with like a Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady. If those two guys didn't exist in that market, the market would not be where it is today. Um, basketball is a whole nother animal because obviously you've got your LeBrons, your Kobe's, and your Michael Jordans that are the top three interesting, most most talked about superstars that help elevate it. But then there's several tiers of guys underneath those guys who just make basketball cards what they are today. But I think in the spirit of wrestling cards, you've got people who, um, like David Peck, I think he reference, uh, references Hulk Hogan as the uh, Babe Ruth of the market, which I think gets a good comp. I'm, I'm about that. Um, in the um, the Hogan 82 wrestling all uh, star card is the um, is like the Mickey Mantle, and I think that's a good comp too. Well, then it's that next era and that next generation, and that guy really has proven out based on sales to be the Rock. His Bumblebee card PSA 10 um, set an all time high at the Golden Auction sales. We just saw his. Um, his Panini sticker PSA 10 that was sold and that that sticker was not a thing until a bunch of these Panini stickers were found allegedly in this factory in um, the Middle East somewhere and they just went to market. Someone had them. They started selling them. People buy them and found this rock rookie sticker, Rocky Maivia, if you will. Um, and I think it just sold the population two PSA 10 sold in the golden auction sale. So people like, that's what I like when you're looking at different people, people look at different things that are happening and they're like, all right, well, what women's soccer or women's tennis or WNBA, I'm just naming a bunch of women's stuff just off the top of my head. I don't know why it's just women, but just uh, new and interesting and exciting areas to uh, make plays or try to invest and get in front of the crowd. Um, I think, like, for me, as I sit in, as a fan of pro wrestling, like, I sit and I look at what The Rock is doing, much like other people on some other shows talk about plays to make. Um, shout out Card Talk, guys. Like, that's something they do regularly. They talk about different plays and angles you can hit um, before the rest of the crowd is. Um, I, I look at the wrestling card market and I just say, all right, The Rock is just carrying this thing right now. Um, through these sales of cards. And mind you, mind you, The Rock was a rookie in the most popular era in sports entertainment history in the Attitude Era. However, for as many licensed things and products that existed during the Attitude Era, and trust me, I know I'm a wrestling memorabilia collector, there was very, very few wrestling cards, okay? It wasn't the same, and right... 97, right? Things in the sports card side might have been trending down a little bit. So the WWF at the time didn't necessarily see opportunity in licensing uh, uh, sports cards. 
So there's like weird, interesting gap. And that's why you're seeing like the 97 trivia Rocky Maivia card as a rookie card of him. And then you've got the Panini sticker, which is a sticker, right? Then you've got the Bumblebee Rocky uh, Dwayne Johnson football card. And so I think you just take that for what it is and take it for consideration that I think these, the Rock is a force. He's elevating and pushing the wrestling card market forward. However, it's the cards that which are gaining attention and gaining traction aren't your traditional like tops chrome cards because guys like The Rock weren't rookies when those hit. So take take that for in consideration if you're thinking about getting in the wrestling card game. There are tops chromes cards and there are licenses and there are parallels and there are refractors, much like. They are today. And so I think there is some opportunity if you're interested in wrestling cards to, to think about that and think about where are the opportunities, where are the holes? Because in my opinion, with professional wrestling on WrestleMania weekend, with what sports cards are doing and how many damn pro wrestling fans are out there that we are just getting started. And I always talk about this and this is something that you really need to take deep consideration on if you're listening to this show and you're interested in wrestling cards. It is an open canvas. So what this means is just because you do research and you're doing the work and you're figuring out and you find this card of a guy or a gal who meant something to you, and just because that card isn't being sold for hundreds or thousands of dollars right now doesn't mean that it can't be sold for hundreds and thousands of dollars in the future. There are so many blossoming opportunities, and I'm not here to predict the future, but I think with the way The Rock is trending, inevitably other, others will follow. So I think about this, and I think about what's happening around the sports card industry. And it's just significant, right? You've got changes all around us. We're not going to rehash them. We don't want to beat a dead horse. But I think you've got the news with PSA. You've got technology. You've got new companies forming. There is a lot of change happening. And so I think with that, the message I have for any listener of the Stacking Slabs podcast is that Ask my question to ask to all of you is how can we be more positive in our hobby? How can we be more positive? I'm seeing a lot of negativity just in general with some changes that is happening. I'm seeing people making fun of people for sitting outside. I'm seeing people complaining about prices. And I hear all this and I know things are changing and I know some things aren't sitting well with people. But again, you got to think about it from the perspective of the whole and not just from your own lens. This is a community, but with any growing industry, there are segments within this community. Not everyone does the hobby like you. The thing I always look back to and think about is just music. Big music guy, if you read the Weekly Rip this week, you got to see a little picture of part of my, and I know it's scary, part of my vinyl collection taking up my entire uh, family room. I love music. I love all types of music. I love digging it up music. I love being the first to market on new bands. Um, and I like buying 
vinyl. I like supporting the musicians. I want that physical asset in my hand. That's part of the reason too. It's like, okay, I, I col- in an era where streaming music is paramount, and I'm not saying I don't stream music. I do all the time. But in a music where streaming music, in an era where streaming music is so paramount, I'm buying records and I'm buying sports cards. And that's why like I, I don't view any music that is in my playlist on Apple Music as my music. It's just available for everyone. It's streaming music. That's not something I collect, right? And so that's like on the NFT side, I just can't get over the hump. I buy cards so I can have them in my hand. And I'm not trying to be an old curmudgeon here and try to like, you know, get off my lawn here. But like, I like to collect physical assets. Going on a little bit as a side tangent here, but I say this with purpose and intention for me and why I, I see there was an Undertaker NFT. Speaking of wrestling, under, they released one that was going up to bids. I got a text from a buddy that was up at 100,000 bids on WrestleMania. Uh, night one right now as we sit here i'm sitting here waiting watching it 100,000 bids it's cr- $100,000 it's crazy it's just not for me it could be for you that's fine but i go back to the music and i'm a big music guy there's very there's so many different genres of music you listen to some type of music you might like indie rock you might like hip hop you might like jazz you might like ambient music you might like country music you might like Roots, you might like R and B, you might like you might like multiple, you might like it it goes on and on, and there's genres and there's subgenres. This is how I'm thinking about the sports card market. We might not all be broken down into different genres and segments, but inevitably with the way we operate, it's happening. And that's good. That is good because when a market expands, there needs to be segments. That exists. And in those segments, there are things that are available, services and products that fit the needs of those members in each of those segments. So I say this, and you might not like country music, and you might think country music sucks, but country music sucks to you. Country music doesn't suck to another group or another segment of country music fans. So I think having that, it's so easy to be negative. It is so easy to be negative and say, I can't believe these people are paying $300 to buy into these breaks. Oh my gosh, do they know like they're probably not going to get anything? Well, my question back to the person making the comment is, is how do you know their situation and how do you know what interests them in the hobby? Okay, that, that's what interests them. So again, the message is worry about yourself, worry about what you're doing, because there will always be different things that are happening around you. And as long as those things are happening around us, we should all be thrilled because that means there is viable opportunities that meet the needs of several different types of people in the industry that we love. And the more that happens, the more this thing is going to grow. And the more this thing is going to grow, the more that means for the price of those cards that you have in your possession. So zoom out. Think about the big picture. Zoom out. Like the more we can zoom out and think about the big picture and think about things 
not from just your perspective or the music that you like, but from the, for, from the greater good, that's when we will start to be more efficient, have more creative ideas, be open, be more accepting. And I just think that's a good way to operate. Cardboard, we love it. Not everyone does it the same way as you. Don't have a narrow mind. Be positive. Because the more positive we can be, the further this, the further this thing is going to go. There we go. Got a little juice flowing in me right now. I am fired up. Why don't we talk a little bit about football? So I, I will tell you, we're, we're, we're moving a little fast here at this, at, at this rate. Things are flowing. Things are moving. And I got a text this week from my brother. He's like, hey, man, I'm like, I can't believe select football's out. I totally miss this. And I was in the middle of a work day and saw his text. And I was like, oh, wow, select football is out. I had no idea. And part of that is like, I don't pay attention to new products. Date drops very much. So, I mean, obviously I did an episode on Prism, but that was staring at me in the face. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about new product. I'm going to talk about Prism basketball. But with select football, um, I had just had no idea, oblivious. It's just not... It, I don't follow that news because I'm not buying hobbies. I'm not really chasing anything brand new right now. And so it's, it's more, I'm more reactive when it comes to that stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. And again, my move is to be the spectator. Hop on, watch people breaking it, check it out, see how it looks. And that's more of my jam. But anyways, I thought about it for a minute and I was like, didn't necessarily make me want to go out and spend the money on a hobby box or buying a break, but I just wanted to reflect a little bit on just select football. And I would say that select football to me is probably one, it's one of my favorite products in all of sports cards for so many different reasons. I love it how the, the product is laid out. I love the different sets within the product. I love the parallels. I love the photography. I love it how it's not like the product. It's not like the mainstream product. It's like the underground product in a way where people who appreciate sports cards know that select is the shit. They know it. And people who appreciate sports cards deeply know that select is underrated. And so th there's this vibe and there's this select crowd and I, I, there's different segments within select. And I just love, Select makes me think and Select takes my mind to several different places. And I just think that's cool. Like I do, it, it like makes me feel something when I see the card. So it like really got me thinking. And I, I, I wanted to like think about, okay, well, and I, I say this all within, by saying I do like Prism. And I don't necessarily want to put optic in this conversation when we're talking football cards. Um, but I'll just share it from the perspective of Prism versus Select. And by the way, like the new Select product apparently has another level. So you've got your Concourse Premier, um, uh, the other level, what's it called? Club, maybe? And Field level. So it's got a fourth level, okay? Different level. I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about the new product coming out. I was thinking about my enjoyment for select and i said oh, i'm just gonna hit the pop report i'm gonna hit the pop report right now from 2019 and just look at a at the macro and say 
how many cards at PSA were graded from Select in 2019 and how many cards in Prism were graded in 2019 football? So Prism, 2019 football, 42,625 graded cards. Select, 15,711 cards. So significantly less select cards are graded via PSA in 2019. I didn't look at the other years, but I would I would bet it it was the same. So that's a from a macro perspective, there's a benefit right out of the top. We're not even thinking about you know any type of specific cards and grading. So I wanted to dig into it a little bit, and I wanted to dig into it from the perspective of saying, all right, well. I'm not necessarily talking about base cards now. I'm talking about like, okay, if I were to go out and start collecting a player, like what are the liquid type of cards that I would be looking at that would be interesting to me and how can I look at their their uh, population and where they're at? And so I thought it was cool. And this is this is a big, like this was a, to me, I'm talking about select football, but then again, I want to reemphasize this, that the silver prism PSA 10 football card is a very scarce card. And there's a reason why prices are the way they are is because it's desirable, but it's very scarce. So just digging in a little bit deeper, I, I looked at the Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, so we know that when Patrick Mahomes was a a rookie in 2017 that the all of the rookies were prisms so they're all silver so in turn that means in the 2017 year the population is likely going to be high because there's no separation of base and silver it's all the same so the Mahomes PSA 10 prism as i record this 861 cards have been graded so it's a population of 861 and that card right now is is selling for $11,192 was the last sale of that card. So that is that is wild. A card with a population that's nearing a thousand and a price that is eleven thousand just shows the demand and the desire on the Patrick Mahomes in the Patrick Mahomes card market. Well, now if you dig into the the Field level silver Patrick Mahomes card. There is 79, 79 PSA 10 Patrick Mahomes select field level silvers. And that card is selling for 15K, almost 16K. Now the premier level, 93, pop 93, 5,500. So to me, I look at that and I'm like, wow, like, Yes, the Mahomes Prism Prism is his rookie card. If you're picking one rookie card, there's $861, $11,000. But then look at his Premier Select. 93 copies in a PSA 10 and it's only $5,500. That's interesting. That gets you to think. So I wanted to take this down to the next year. And I think I have been on, on, been on record of saying that the Josh, Josh Allen has stepped in to that not talking Brady, he's in an own hemisphere of himself. It's Tom Brady and then like the football card market. You've got Mahomes, and then I think we saw, we're seeing this year, 
Josh Allen surpassed a Lamar Jackson in terms of interest in being that second guy. Not saying that Lamar Jackson can't go have a banger of a year and take the Ravens to the Super Bowl and quickly surpass Allen, but for right now, you look at Josh Allen's PSA 10s, Josh Allen's PSA 10 Prism Silver is at a population of 24. 24 of those exist. That's it. That's crazy. $9,000 for that card right now. So that card is 2K less than a Mahomes Prism, a population of 24. The Mahomes is 861. These are fun things just to look at and think about. And by the way, shout out to Card Ladder for making all this data super easy for me to grab. You look at Josh Allen's select field level silver, there's 98 copies of this for $2,500. So look at that. Look at the field level, 98 copies for $2,500. That's interesting. You go to his premiere, 121 copies for $1,100. And then you go to his concourse, 87 copies. These are silvers. Everything's silver for 1000 It's interesting. It's interesting to look at these sets, the populations, the data in the years. Take it back to 2019 now. I'm picking the guys in these years that are the guys by the hobby standard. Kyler Murray, PSA 10. These are PSA 10. Prism Silver. Disclaimer, I own this card, everybody. I own this card. Prism Silver, population of $136, $3,100. The Concourse, population $117, $711. Premier Level, there's only a population of 11 of these silver. Best Offer, last sold, $850. Field Level, $358, $1,300. So I think the, the moral of this story is that there is, from, a, from an opportunities perspective, it, it varies quite dramatically, but I think you can see how there are opportunities within the select market that are captivating. And I think that's important as a new product drops. I think it's, it is important, too, to call out that how different are these opportunities now that it costs it would cost $300 to send anything of significance in to get graded now will the fact that there are it's been a year and there's only 11 PSA 10 premier level silver kylers will that even will there be even less of Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert i don't know how is the market going to respond are people going to be willing to pay the $300 to get their stuff graded if it comes out to be a silver of those, what if they get a nine? So I think with new product, you always have to look, and with things changing around you, you always have to look at the, the situation and you always have to dig into the data and try to make sense and see if things under, if, see if things are happening and they give you the opportunity and they give you some direction. I don't know. All I know is my big takeaways out of this is a few. I think anything silver in any of these categories, if, you, if you're sitting on them and they're a quarterback and they, people like them, you should probably still sit on them because those prices of those cards are going up. And I think the other thing is, is that 
there is a tremendous amount of scarcity on the PSA 10 silver of some of these desirable, desirable quarterbacks. So I say that because my, my first move when I saw that select football came out was I'm going to watch a couple breaks. I'm going to dig into some numbers. I think it's important to dig into numbers. And I also think it's important to find product experts. And I put this out there this week is surround yourself with product experts, history, print runs, who signed, who didn't, behind the scenes info, information is powerful. Find the experts, buy the cards. People have already done this work. People collect certain players, parallels, set. I, when I talked with Anthony of Summertime Cars, and shout out to everyone who provided feedback on that episode, he said at Point Blake, he said, I follow these people on Instagram and I just reach out to them and start asking questions. You know why he does that? Because he's a student of the game and he sees information as powerful. I think information is so, is so valuable. I, I hope you understand that. I think not all information is the same. There's different levels of information. And if you go out and you try to seek that information to make your operating more efficient and, and, and make you more, a more sm smarter operator, you're going to be rewarded for that. There's a reason why I build relationships in this hobby. I enjoy relationships. Informations, uh, relationships give you information. I listen to the crossover on my freaking runs and my walks the entire podcast episode every week because I gather information from people I trust. I read the Basketball Card Fanatic every month for a reason because I know Adam is curating a magazine of people that are passionate and have really good perspective and I learn something from them. I engage with my network regularly because I value those relationships and I'm gathering information from them. So the one thing I don't hear a lot of people talking about, but I'm going to sit here on my podcast and just get on my platform and yell from the mountaintop, go look for the information. Finding information is not easy. The more you go out and search for information, the less transactional your moves will be, will, you'll make in the sports card market. And my opinion is if you're making moves that are less transactional, you're probably going to be making better moves. I want to shout out the Basketball Card Fanatic. I just got my copy of the my edition, next edition. I, I haven't read it yet. I'm going to read it after I get done recording. I got my man, the Luca Gold Prism is on the front. And man, the gold rush is on. So I'm excited to see what that article is about. These cards have been, have been the most significant cards that we've seen in the hobby. Tracking the golden sales. All-time highs for players, all-time highs for those Goldens. I can't wait to read this. I'm bringing on my man, Carvin, in the Hobby Hustle this week. Talk about some sports card stuff, right? The architect of Exquisite. This is going to be a good one. There's a lot of conversations around new product coming out and some missteps. I think it's really good to get some perspective from someone who's been there. And in that seat, so I'm bringing in Carvin. I'm pumped for that one. Just want to take a second to just talk about the importance of WrestleMania to me. WrestleMania is just, I'm wearing my WrestleMania 8 hat. Was at WrestleMania 8. Gosh, Hoosier Dome, baby. Went to WrestleMania 34. Re WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. I went to WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. I love WrestleMania. Andre versus Hulk. 
Come on, the moment's gone forever. Taker, Michaels, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 30 with Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston winning the title, moments that transcend, the man. God, can we get Becky Lynch back this WrestleMania? But I am so thrilled, and if you're a wrestling degenerate like me, and you, WrestleMania will have passed by the time this goes live, but I just, God, it's a special moment. It's, I can't wait, and I, I am so glad. It's two nights, and I've got, two different things to do in the next two days and that sit back relax and drink it on in man one thing i want to just shout out here and if you have some ideas hit me up in the dms or know anybody i want to start talking with people who have passion around basketball sets basketball card sets of significance this is something i want to cover and i want to cover this because i am trying to get more educated on sets of the 2000s, sets of the 90s, people who are passionate and experts. If you are someone or you know someone that are collecting sets of significance and you could sit in and we can have a special conversation directed at a specific set, hit me up at Stacking Slabs. And while you're at it and you're listening to this show, hit subscribe on the damn podcast. Leave me a review if you think I'm doing a good job. Would love that. But I want to talk about basketball card sets. There are so freaking many. And I'm trying to educate myself, and I want to I want to talk to the experts. So if you're listening and you want more basketball card content from the Stacking Slabs podcast, I want to give it to you. I want to bring that heat, but I want help doing so. So drop some information, drop some names. I see so many amazing collectors out there. I'd love to talk with you. I'd love to learn from you. Talking about being on the other side of this damn thing, you know what I did this week? I got my plane ticket and I got my hotel booked for the Dallas Card Show in May. Who's going to the D, baby? feel like I'm going to need to get off that plane in a Luka Doncic jersey. Man, people love him there. People love Luka everywhere. But I am fired up. Got my vaccine. I am really excited. I'm going to spend a couple days in Dallas. I'm going to do the card show thing. I've got my, my, my only... My only big thing that I want to do is just meet meet people. I want to just kick it, have fun. Got some hobby buddies that are going to be there. I'm going to hang out. Um, I haven't really even thought about, like, I have no intention from a card perspective. I'm probably going to bring some cards with me just in case there's something that I need and want to have some card capital there to make some moves. But I, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's so much fun. I've been following the last few Dallas shows on my phone, and I'm just pumped to spend a couple days in Dallas connecting with all of you. Maybe we can do something fun. I don't know. Like, if you're going to be at Dallas, give me a shout. If you're trying to make that happen, maybe I'm sharing this and you're thinking about it, and maybe that gets you to move forward. I hope so. If you are thinking or if you're going to the Dallas Card Show, give me a shout. You listen to Stagging Slash Podcast. I'd love to say what's up, man. I'd love to connect. It's going to be fun. Um, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to that event. Let's close it out here. One thing that I put out there earlier this week that got a lot of love was my comments on context. And I said, content, added context when you can post posting your PC, tell us the why behind the buy sharing product information. Tell us why it matters. Making a deal, explain your situation. Adding a layer of context can help you jump levels and draw stronger connections. I see so many people missing opportunities to provide context, and it leaves me as the audience member wanting more and curious. And I think 
if you there, I put in the newsletter last week, exquisite collector at exquisite collector on IG. He adds a layer of context with his amazing cards. And to me, the cards are amazing, but the stories behind the cards are even better. I think if you're looking to level up your interactions in the hobby and in the market and making the right connections, and you want it to make it be less transactional and you want it to be more significant, add context to your post. We love to show off your, our cards. Why not educate other people while we're doing it too? If you like what you heard on the show, hit that damn subscribe button. I'm going to be back on Friday with a conversation that will matter to you. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Enjoy the week. Enjoy sports cards. Let's be positive. Let's embrace what's happening around us. Let's not be negative. And I'll talk to you real soon.